Welcome back to another commodity update brought to you by the team at Mercado.com.au. For those new listeners, these are a weekly update providing a short and sharp summary of what is happening in the agricultural markets. Uh, typically, we look uh, closely at what's happening in Australia, uh, but we also delve on events overseas. Uh, this week, it'll be myself talking uh, about uh, grains, and Matt will be talking about uh, livestock. We only ask one thing from you, our listeners, is that you uh, leave a review for us on iTunes if you enjoy it. Uh, leave us a rating, uh, hopefully a five-star one. Uh, send this podcast on to your friends and family or colleagues who you think may enjoy listening to it. Uh, but yeah, we just uh, we hope you enjoy it and we hope you find it interesting. So the grains industry, it is definitely a story of uh, the rest of the world is, is almost finished now. The big concern over the last couple of months was in relation to the corn market in the U.S. We had this issue where you know planting was extremely delayed by ex- very wet weather during May and June. Uh, there was a lot of skepticism around about the USDA who kept putting out reports showing that yields were going to be high, acreage was going to be high. But now a, a private forecaster in the U.S. has uh, also confirmed that they have numbers that are very close to uh, what the USDA are saying. And that's largely down to the fact that since that wet period, they've had largely pretty benign weather, which has helped that crop uh, significantly. So it's looking like, you know, corn is, is looking in a pretty good shape, which is, you know, pretty bearish for the market. And over the last couple of months, really the wheat market overseas has really been following the corn market. So with corn falling down, then wheat has uh, has followed it closely. But that's the overseas market. But locally, there's a lot of issues and there's a lot of risk still on the table. It's it's continuing to be dry. Uh, I think that at the moment, New South Wales and Queensland, it's largely it's over and done with. It doesn't really matter if they get any more rain now. There's just all the potential has been lost there. Uh, Victoria has been looking pretty good and so is South Australia. Unfortunately, they've been hit with a couple of frosts in the last uh, couple of days and uh, and last Thursday. So there are some crops which are looking like uh, they're going to be uh, heavily impacted. And uh, yeah, so we will lose a bit of acreage uh, for that. Uh, But we've also had a number of agronomists out there advising uh, producers that the crops are too heavy and that they need to uh, start cutting for hay. Uh, So we are seeing a bit more cut for hay this year, which is a similar thing to happen last year. Um, I would advise people to, you know, have a real good think about it before doing that because, you know, from talking to a few guys in the hay industry, they believe there's a lot out there. There's going to be a lot of volume. Uh, So prices aren't going to be, you know, as high as they were this this time last year. So it may be a good idea just to, you know, wait a bit and then see if some of that rainfall that was forecast comes. Um, But really it's a case of, uh, yeah, let's hope we we get something. Uh, but definitely have a think about it before cutting for hay. Uh, we have seen uh, ASX uh, rising up in the last week. Uh, we're up about $20 from the low point of last month. And it's largely off the back of consumers trying to get some coverage uh, wherever they can because growers are just not selling at the moment. Uh, one thing to look at uh, I'm always a big believer that you should look as far forward as possible when it comes to managing your risk. And one of those things at the moment is if you look at the ASX for Jan 2021, so not this harvest, but the following harvest, uh, it's around about $340 a tonne, which historically would be a pretty good number. And we do have 
we have no idea. No one with their crystal balls or their astrology could tell you what the crop is going to be like in 2020, 2021. But $340 a ton is not a bad starting figure for your marketing for that year. And if the market continues to go up just now, we'll see the 2021 crop following up in terms of its ASX price. Uh, so it may be an opportunity to, to lock in some good prices. And that's what happened last September. Last September, there was some pretty good opportunities to um, to take some high, um, you know, two-year-ahead uh, futures contracts, which uh, which were pretty profitable to some people. Uh, that's about it for me from this week. I'm going to pass you off to Matt, and he's going to cover off on Livestock. Thanks for that, Andrew. Uh, this week on Mercado for uh, Cattle, we took a look at uh, updating the uh, young cattle price uh, forecast model. So I'll go through that and then um, afterwards I'll have a chat, quick chat about what we uh, looked at in terms of lamb trades, uh, both for people with pasture and for people with grain. Angus uh, took a look at, um, at a lamb trade scenario coming into spring. So turning to cattle first, our Mercado model we updated uh, just this week on the on the uh, website, and what we've done is um, plugged in what we expect for the next few years for the Eastern Young Cattle Indicator according to the model, based off three scenarios: a, a dry scenario, a wetter scenario, and an average scenario. Um, the way things are shaping up next year, certainly for uh, cattle markets, is going to be a, a tighter season. Uh, the um, the herd obviously gets to a uh, a low point uh, of below 26 million uh, head, according to MLA's numbers next year, and um, that's going to mean that there's a, a lower slaughter. I think slaughter goes down from about 8.1 million head this year uh, down to around 6.5 million head next year, so significantly lower slaughter on the back of a, a lower herd, and that's going to feed through into uh, prices for cattle across the board but particularly for young cattle as well so the model takes into account um, that for the 2020 season if we're looking at a reasonably average climate um, it puts the ecchi on an annual basis at around 596 cents or just short of 600 cent uh, level Um, however should we get a wetter season next year in 2020 um, that could gets them restocker activity increased and um, could push the ecchi on an annual average basis up to 6.40 cents. Um, conversely, if uh, the dry continues, certainly the forecast from the Bureau uh, that was released in the end of August showed um, the dry is going to continue through to at least December. Um, however, if we get uh, an ongoing continuation of dry conditions into um, next season and into um, a dry autumn and winter next year, that could um, continue to weigh on young cattle prices. And in that situation, uh, a, the forecast model predicts the ecchi down to around the 550 level uh, as an annual average. Um, and so that's um, where that situates. If you want to have a bit more of a look at that um, particular modelling, jump onto the Mercado website. And uh, I'll switch across now to what we've done with regards to the lamb scenario. So uh, last week uh, we put out a, um, a trading budget based on uh, Victorian situation. I guess if they're uh, lamb producers with um, grass and, and, and plenty of pasture, so not relying on any feed supplement to um, fatten their lambs, uh, we looked at a trading scenario where we took a 35 kilo uh, restock a lamb and carried them out to around uh, early November at about 50 kilos live weight and based off um, three scenarios of potential price uh, and what that would mean for um, that particular trade as a gross margin. Um, so we looked at a price of 650 in November, uh, $7 is what the 
um, average price was, and that certainly fits in with um, what the forward contracts are at the moment available to November at seven dollars, or alternatively a, a stronger price of seven fifty. So based off those three scenarios, uh, we came in with uh, if a price of six fifty for the sale of those fifty kilo lambs, you're looking at a gross margin around twelve dollars a head. Um, if you can manage to get set at $7 and using uh, taking advantage of some of those forward prices on offer, you're looking at a gross margin of around $23 a head. And if we end up with a fairly strong lamb market in November for, for those trade lamb um, categories uh, and a price of $7.50 a kilo carcass weight, you're looking at around a $35 a head margin if you've got pasture. Um, this week we took a look at another trading budget assuming for those that are further north uh, the Victoria may have not much um, pasture available but still want to consider um, feeding lambs so we included the cost of feed or the expected cost of feed um, and um, based off those numbers and assuming a cost of feed per head of around $40 uh, which would include both the feed ration and um, some hay supplement as well. Um, under those price scenarios of six fifty cents, seven dollars and seven fifty, it's really only the seven fifty cent a kilo price that gets you anything like a significant enough margin to bother, and that's at around the fifteen dollar uh, a head profit. Um, the the price scenario of seven dollars, it's pretty much touch and go whether you break even, and the price scenario of six fifty cents uh, selling your lambs uh, would result in a in a net loss of around eight dollars fifty a head. Um, if you want to jump onto the Mercado website, all of the trading budgets uh, are on there as well. So I encourage you to do that if you want to have a look and see a bit more in depth on that analysis. Um, that's it for this week. I'll pass it back to you, Andrew. Thanks, Matt, for the update. If you're looking for any of the details on anything that we've spoken about today on the podcast, uh, you can jump on mercado.com.au or there'll be a link on the, on the description for this uh, podcast. Uh, we hope you have a good, safe weekend. I uh, hope the rain comes if you've got it forecast. I uh, hope there's no frosts. Uh, have a great one. Bye-bye.